the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Together for Good exists to recognize and uplift the many people working together for the good of San Antonio and the surrounding communities. Now here's the host of Together for Good, Cody Knowlton. Well, hello, and welcome back to Together for Good. This show is being brought to you by the Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio as a part of our mission to honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our Baptist heritage by encouraging and funding health-related programs at area nonprofits and churches. Through Together for Good, we connect our audience to the great work these organizations do in our community. Well, today, we are going to talk about one of the most vulnerable populations in our society. UNICEF uses the term socially and politically invisible to describe children with disabilities. There are a lot of factors that contribute to this invisibility, such as high health care costs that keep families under constant financial stress, lack of accessible public spaces, and negative experiences with peers. And the invisibility also has repercussions. Children with disabilities are often subjected to unseen abuse, unmet educational needs, and social exclusion. Well, in San Antonio, we're extremely fortunate to have several organizations that work tirelessly to give a face and a voice to these children. So here today with us is a good friend, someone I've known since I've been here in San Antonio, and that is Rebecca Heltebrand. And Rebecca serves as the president and CEO of Respite Care of San Antonio. Her background includes a decade of service at a national corporation, senior leadership roles in various nonprofits, and she actually led the strategy and innovation functions at one of the largest community foundations in our country. So Rebecca brings a lot of experience and skills and warmth and friendliness and just someone you ought to know. That's the way I can sum up Rebecca Hildebrand. So Rebecca, thank you for being here today. We're so honored to have you on our program. Thank you, Cody. It's an honor to be here as well. What a nuanced introduction. Thank you for being (laughs) so knowledgeable about the children that we serve. Well, it's an area we want to talk about today, and you are top on the list to help us uh, get our arms around this. So Rebecca, how do you, you know, think our community feels about children with disabilities? You know, how aware do you think people are? One of the things I really appreciated about the introduction you just gave to your listeners was the idea of invisibility. Mm-hmm. Kids Count data looks at children enrolled in special education in schools. And the number of percentage of children enrolled has gone from 8% to almost 12% in roughly a decade. And we really feel like that number is highly underreported. And the reason why we think it's underreported is United Way of San Antonio and Bear County recently commissioned a study on military families and found that military families here in San Antonio have report a member of their family having a disability at a rate of 26%. So we do feel some of that invisibility with our population and children with special needs and complex medical needs 
are incredibly special and exceptional children, and they deserve the visibility that comes with access. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Do you think there's some myths or misconceptions about families with children uh, of disabilities that you'd you know, like to clear up for our audience? Well, what I see on our campus every day are children who are thriving. They're overcoming developmental challenges. They're, in many cases, meeting or exceeding their peer groups in many areas. So our children are exceptional. And so instead of looking at a deficit based of a child with special needs or complex medical needs, we prefer to look at the asset based of what they bring to the table and their unique, amazing talents and their perspective that can change our own viewpoints of life. Mm. They bring a really positive aspect to our lives. Yeah. Make you want to get up every day and do your job, I bet. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, speaking of your job, can you tell us more about respite care? I know y'all are located in the Monta Vista area, kind of central uh, San Antonio. So tell us about respite care's, uh, I guess, three main services that y'all focus on. Uh, Thank you for that. We do have three primary programs, and I'll start with the prevention programs and then lead up to crisis and intensive. So one of our prevention programs is about really helping families with special needs or complex medical needs children to have an easy like drop-off point when they need their own self-care. So we have Mother's Day out every Monday and Wednesday. We have Parents' Night out every Friday night and Family Day out every single Saturday. You enroll once with our program and you can mix and match those services however you need. And when SAISD is not in session, we spin up camps that are available. So those are sort of our temporary respite programs, mix and match, do whatever feels best for you and your family. And by the way, Cody, when I say Mother's Day out, it could be Father's Day out. It could be Grandparents' Day out. So uh, whatever vernacular works for the family, we have a service for that. So the next prevention program that we have is a developmental child care center. A lot of people that enroll their children in our child care center, which is open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., is they experience maybe the Mother's Day out. They start to have trust that we have services that meet their child's unique needs, and they want to go back to school or work, and this is a program for them. So again, prevention programs where we provide high-quality educational care for children and respite for the caregiver so that they can do whatever they need to do to stay whole and healthy in their lives. The final program that we offer, Cody, is on the crisis and intervention side. We know that children with special needs are 3.8 times more likely in life to end up in a situation of abuse or neglect. So for the children that have tipped into that system, uh, two of the homes in our Monte Vista area are historic and beautiful and the home for, on average, a year for children that have been removed from their parents because of abuse or neglect. Mm -hmm. So those are our three programs. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to your facilities in in the Monte Vista area, and they're they're first class. I mean, the historic nature of those homes just brings out the character in not only the area but also the people that are entering those facilities. I think it it speaks to what y'all are doing there, uh, and it's it's character driven and integrity. I often try to think about what it must be like for a little to be in the back seat of a car, pulling up with their caseworker into our carport, and seeing this two story white column mansion built in 1915, the incredible spacious playground that's ultra accessible, and walking into this bright yellow building to a clinic run by UT Health San Antonio. 
and wondering and hoping that those first steps and experiences are bringing some peace to their life and helping that journey of healing from trauma. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, who can use respite care's developmental child care? And, you know, how much is it going to cost them to do that? Yeah, what's wonderful about being a nonprofit is that we work so hard to provide services to families and meet them wherever they are at. So if your listeners have someone in their life that's a little, um, is an individual with developmental or, or disabilities, or has complex medical needs, and even their neurotypical siblings, we accept the entire sibling group as long as one child hits our mission, um, because part of our mission is keeping families whole. So we don't expect parents to drop their special needs child off and then go to three other child care centers. Mm. You can have one drop off with us. So with our developmental child care program, we accept child care subsidies, which is getting more and more rare in this community. And we accept the military version of it, child care aware. So if you're a family that's struggling financially and you qualify for the subsidy, we accept it. And once we accept it, there's no additional charges to the parents. Mm -hmm. But let's say that somehow you're in some sort of gap. You don't qualify for the subsidy, but you're still struggling to make ends meet. You can fill out a financial hardship application. We'll review it and work with you on what works best. But if you're a family that is means and you have a special needs child, we encourage you to also look at our center. And on average, the weekly charges, depending on the age of the child, on average, about 211 week Mm -hmm. for full educational care in a Texas Rising Star four-star certified center that is Texas school ready and has an on-site medical clinic. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. That, that, is, that is worth every penny, for that matter. Uh, Rebecca, let's start with the respite care. I mean, let's talk about that word, respite. How do you define that? Uh, and who needs it and why? Well, the truth is, Cody, in today's world, we all need respite. Mm. If you think about the challenges that we face in life, you hear all the time about mental health, self-care, the importance of self-care. All of us listening right now deserve self-care. But I'd like you to imagine for a moment that your world includes a child with special needs or complex medical needs and how much additional stressor that's going to put into your daily routine and the extra love that goes into that process. So respite is defined for us nationally. Um, There's a group called the National Alliance for Caregiving, and they talk about respite being temporary relief to a caregiver. Now, that temporary relief can be planned or it can be an emergency. In the case of respite care, you can plan with our child care center and have that respite ready to go. Or let's say that you enroll with us and it's an emergency. Maybe you pop in and use Mother's Day Out. And speaking of costs, Mother's Day Out, Parents' Night Out, and Family Day Out range between 20 and $25 for a full day of care. Mm-hmm. And that's only if we can't qualify you for one of our programs for free. So if you need planned respite, we're a resource. If you need some emergency respite, we have a program available for you. Mm-hmm. That is so well put. I mean, I think if we're going to be able to take care of someone else, we have to be <laughs> at 100%. You know, it's kind of like the old airline thing, you know, put the mask on yourself first before you help someone else. But if you're not in a position to help and you're needing rest or respite, you know, you're not going to have anything to give to that needy child. And then to your other point about crisis intervention, that's when those kind of things happen is when a parent is probably at, at their wits end and lose it. 
and the child gets the brunt of that. Absolutely. And, you know, we use a phrase on our campus a lot, and it's it's not our phrase, but it really speaks to our hearts, and that is from a trauma-informed care perspective, we have to be whole people who can then heal people. That's right. Because hurt people hurt people. Yep. So our job is to help create whole people, and yep. it starts with ourselves. So, Rebecca, you also have children who live full-time at Respite Care. You, you mentioned that at one of your other homes. Are those children all there through foster care? Um, and then that kind of begs the question, why then aren't they placed in foster homes? Another great question, Cody. Um, the children living in our two historic homes, the Davidson Respite Home and the Najum Respite Home, have been removed by Child Protective Services for abuse or neglect. Um, some of them may not be in permanent conservating management yet, but they're all a part of the foster care system. So I think the sort of unfortunate truth about why they're at respite care is because every single one of those children probably needs some level of expert caregiving and medical support that may not be readily available with a foster care family. Mm-hmm. Now, the good news is a lot of our children start, we're actually licensed as an emergency shelter, which is interesting when you see our homes because they're so beautiful and such a loving environment. When you hear the term emergency shelter, I think visually of a auditorium with cots and mattresses, and we have a beautiful home-like environment. But our children are living on average with us for about a year, and their next stop is often kinship placement or a foster home. But it just takes a little bit longer to find those special families to take care of our special kids. That's right. That's right. Well, folks, if you're just now tuning in, this is Together for Good. This show is being brought to you by the Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. I'm your host, Cody Knowlton, and we are glad you've joined us today. Today, Rebecca Heldebrand with Respite Care is here talking to us about the difficulties experienced by children with disabilities and their families and the specific services that Respite Care of San Antonio provides to meet those needs. So, Rebecca, thank you again for being here, and let's continue here. Can you tell us a little bit more about the yearly camps that y'all offer? Oh, gosh, I love our camps. We just finished a summer camp. Um, SAISD and back to school is upon us. And so those camps will spin up for eight to nine weeks. And they're offered year-round. So every single time San Antonio Independent School District, which is where we're placed in that district, um, has out-of-school time, we spin up our camps. So if you're a family with a special needs child or a child with complex medical needs and the siblings, those programs take kiddos up to age 12. And so you can count on respite care to be your out-of-school time solution during summer Thanksgiving break, Christmas break, uh, which is a few weeks, and spring break. Mm. So we make that service available, and the average cost is about $37 a day. But again, we work very hard to find families to qualify for grants and funds that are available. Mm. And again, on-site medical care. That's right. That's right. You you mentioned UT Health a minute ago. Can you tell us more about that relationship that you all have with, with UT Health? Um, I'm smiling, and I hope you can hear it in my voice. Uh, This partnership means so much to us. UT Health San Antonio, the School of Nursing, responded to an RFP process. And in our conversations, we knew we had found our partner. We tried not to betray in those meetings that we were so excited. But we knew that we needed an on-site medical provider that wouldn't just care for the children in our shelter that are living with us 24-7, 365, but is equally as important 
the families in our prevention program. If our goal is to make sure that the families in our uh, day out type services or camps or our child care center don't tip into the system of care, there has to be a lot of resources wrapped around them to make sure that doesn't happen. And so UT Health San Antonio is on site. They have a nursing program with nurses on campus. It's overseen by nurse practitioners. And they meet with us frequently to look at the data and understand where we can make changes, where we can um, provide even more supports. As some examples of what that looks like, um, we had a back-to-school fair, and we brought the mobile uh, UT Health van out and did immunizations, well-kid checkups, and get kids checked out so they could enter sports programs at schools. We had one mom in, in our child care center who called us in a panic because she was worried about losing her job because her little had been sick quite a bit, and she was pretty convinced he had a near infection. So we told the nurses, go check out his ears. Mm. Checked out the ears. It was fine. Um, but if he'd had an ear infection, we could have written a script and helped her getting that prescription filled and saving that mom from having to explain to a, a boss, I need to take off work, drive to pick up my kid, take them to the doctor, wait 45 minutes, be seen for 15 minutes, pick up the prescription, et cetera. So we are literally helping economic development and mobility of mm-hmm. families because we're caring for their kids through this partnership. So glad y'all do that. So glad. Something tells a lot of help, Cody. I know. With you that. It takes a team effort. Yep. Um, I know you probably have endless stories that you could tell here. Do you have one that is just your favorite that really puts the rubber to the road here? Yeah, I'll share one that's on my heart. There's a couple swirling. But uh, little Sebastian joined our developmental child care program after his mother used the Mother's Day Out program. Um, she'd had lots of issues with Sebastian being sort of kicked out after program after program after program. And he did well in Mother's Day Out and to the point where she felt like, I think this could work moving to the developmental child care center. And she did that. And little Bash was three. He's a, a little with Down syndrome. And his nickname is Bash. <laughs> and he lives up to that nickname. When he first arrived, he was really struggling developmentally. He was behind. And so he would express his frustration with kicking, hitting, biting. But I'm here to tell you that little Bash has grown up. He's almost six. He's about ready to go to school and leave our center. Mm. He is actually exceeding his peers on every single developmental measure except speech, and we're working on that. We've got a speech therapist who comes in and works within our center for that, another time savings for our parents. And in return, the mother has reported that she's been able to get work and her marriage has been strengthened because the stress has been relieved from this process. Mm. So not only is Bash doing well, and he's such a delight and a joy, but mom and dad are doing well. Mm. So it means a lot to have those kinds of stories. Yeah. It's going to be hard to see Bash move on, I guess. From oh, your... gosh, it's hard for all of us. The <laughs> mom is like, to, but... <laughs> we do want He's ready for school. Mm. But, yeah, it's a whole process for all of us to get him, get him there. Yeah. Rebecca, what is something you wish everyone in our community knew about children with disabilities? What I wish our community knew about children with disabilities is something I wish in general for all of us at all times. I know that life can be filled with stressors, and I know that we have a lot on our plates. 
I've heard so many stories of our families that, you know, go to the zoo or go to the grocery store or do something. And their children may not be uh, developmentally what other parents see with their children. I ask us all to practice kindness Mm -hmm. and patience and care towards one another. Um, I'm part of a group called Random Acts of Kindness, and it's really changed my view of life and the everyday simple things that we can do to support one another without any accolades, just doing the right thing for one another. Mm. Something I believe God wants us to do, Mm. but I think we've got to reach in and dig deep, make sure we find that part of ourselves with a child who may be having a meltdown in the middle of the grocery aisle or at the zoo or somewhere else to really give grace and space and love to those families. That's right. And I'd say the one thing we can all do is pray, you know, in the moment for that family who's in the middle of something or even just the family that rolls by you, you know, uh, with a child. Maybe they're not having any issues right then, but you clearly know they are on a, a difficult journey. And so just prayer in that moment. That's what I do. I mean, that'd be my encouragement to to listeners. You know, you may not be able to do a lot of things, but you can pray uh, in, when you see that. And uh, I'd encourage folks to do that. Uh, how can the community get involved? You know, how can they volunteer with you? Um, before you became CEO, I actually volunteered at Respite Care with my my kiddos so they could see what was going on over there. So uh, what kind of experience or knowledge, you know, is needed? So talk to us about volunteering at Respite Care. We have such a robust volunteer program at Respite Care. We actually have more people coming in each month to support the mission in such beautiful ways than we have employees so whether you're part of a corporation, a church, or just a person who wants to give back, you can reach out on our website or call us. We create curated volunteer experiences. Mm-hmm. I'll give you some examples. Southwest Research Institute has adopted us for Days of Caring, and um, the space scientists and engineers are coming over, and they're going to do yard work. That's what they want to do. They want to see immediate changes. So they're going to come and do yard work and plant plants, put down mulch. Um, We had another group, Zachary Corporation, who came out, painted our administration buildings. And we have other groups like Broadway Cares came out this weekend and did a crafts project with our kids. Mm. So whether you want to rock babies in our nursery or you want to do crafts with our children or you want to do something that is like breaking the sweat to help us out in terms of the mission. We pretty much do volunteer events almost every day. And because we know sometimes people need to do it on nights and weekends, we even have cooking for our kids in our emergency shelter in our historic home. We can work with you to create a curated experience that brings your talents to bear. Mm -hmm. So whether it's one hour you've got to give or eight hours, you can accommodate. Absolutely. Okay. That's awesome. And the website, uh, give us that website so they know where to go. Yes. You're going to go to respitecaresa.org. R-E-S-P-I-T-E-C-A-R-E-S-A.org. Respitecaresa.org. Correct. All right. Good. Other than volunteering, uh, how else can the community support you? Well, as with any nonprofit, we're always working to make sure we achieve our goals and how we support our children. So whether that's one of our Amazon wish lists, whether that's supporting items we need as we build out two new classrooms in our developmental child care center and go after a national accreditation, that means that we need new furniture and things in those classrooms, or it's a direct monetary donation. All of that makes a difference for loving, nurturing 
keeping children safe and protecting the children in our care. Mm-hmm. Last question. Do you partner with any other nonprofits in town? I mean, several have been on my show here recently. So which ones are you kind of regularly coordinating with? So I got to tell you, the nonprofit ecosystem is so supportive, whether it's having conversations with Katrina at Brighton Center She's and comparing notes, <laughs> whether it's um, partnering with Elise Bernal at Any Baby Can and providing respite services as they work with parents and their kids. Uh, They actually are wanting to bring some of their programs onto our site and we'll provide the respite care. Um, Barb over at Team Ability Mm -hmm. is someone that we support with respite care sessions so that her folks can work with parents and provide education. We've done the same at the Children's Shelter. We just have so many partnerships and or collaborative relationships with other nonprofits that we really do feel like we're a part of a supportive ecosystem. Yep. It's just wonderful that nonprofits work together and and have reason to work together. And uh, I just think that's wonderful. Well, Rebecca, it's been great having you here today. I'd love to offer a word of prayer as a way to just say thank you and to bless you as you go about your work. So let's uh, do this. All right. Let me offer a word of prayer. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for loving us, for sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And we just love you and acknowledge you. And Lord, we're so grateful for respite care, for what it does in our community, for the lives it impacts, uh, the kiddos, the parents, the families, the grandparents, the aunts and uncles, just it's got such a far-reaching stretch. And so we just lift up this great organization. We lift up Rebecca. She leads and guides. Pray for her staff and her board and volunteers and just those that are going to donate. We just pray for all of it, and we just put it in your hands. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Rebecca, thank you for being with us today. We know that the challenges faced by children with disabilities are quite serious. But we appreciate you and the other folks at Respite Care who work so hard to ensure that those challenges don't overcome children and their families. So we'd like to thank you for your time today and all that you do. And listeners, we're always grateful for you. We're glad you stopped in to take a listen today. We hope you've been encouraged by the work being done in our community to improve the lives of our neighbors. You can catch our episodes anywhere you get your podcast or by visiting Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio's website, bhfsa.org forward slash together for good. So we'll be back next week with another great conversation about health matters and the work of our nonprofits in our area. God bless and take care, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today for Together for Good. We hope you've been encouraged, uplifted, and inspired. Until our next time together, may the Lord bless and keep you. And in all things, to God be the glory. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.